Alright, Be'ez Hashem, Parshas Emor. I want to discuss a little bit about the Parsha. Very, very important you say in this week's Parsha. Something very important that applies to every single one of us, almost every single day of our lives. In fact, in this week's Parsha. We have a Gavaldiga Mitzvah, along with many other Mitzvahs of the Yom Yom Tovim, obviously that are in this week's Parsha. And that is the Mitzvah at the end of Perek Chof Beis. Where the Torah tells us as follows, at Sivoy. V'nikdashti b'soich b'nei Yisrael. And I should be holy. I should be made holy. Amongst Klal Yisrael, Ani Hashem mekadishchem. So this basically is the Makar, the Kiddush Hashem, and obviously, Chilol Hashem. So there's an obvious question here, which Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky Zatzal writes in his beautiful Sefer Emes the Yaakov, which I want to expound on Be'ezus Hashem this morning. And that is like this. He asks... What is the pshat where the Loshan of the Torah is v'nikdashti and I should be made holy as opposed to why does the Torah not just say you know, atzivoy, make me holy make a kiddush Hashem rather than this interesting way of v'nikdashti b'soich b'nei Yisrael, a very interesting way of sort of describing this important mitzvah and Rabbi Yaakov, which I'm not going to go into and expound on exactly his rise and his proofs for this, but except for one of them his main yisoid is like this. He tells that this is the only one of all tariag mitzvahs that applies to men, women, and children. We know that all of the mitzvahs in the Torah apply to males, generally, over the age of 13. A lot of mitzvahs apply to women, depending on whether they're mitzvahs time-bound mitzvahs, and not many of them apply to children, apart from being mechanach children. Right? A child generally doesn't have a mitzvah. Says of Yaakov Kamenetsky, the Russian of the Pesach over here, is coming to tell you, in everyone. Everyone has a tzivoy. How do we know this? See, he brings a Rambam. I want to tell you the Russian of the Rambam. I haven't got the Rambam with me now, but I just want to tell you the Russian of the Rambam. The Rambam's Russian is when he describes this mitzvah. What does the Rambam say? He uses a very unusual term. A term that we don't find that the Rambam uses when discussing other mitzvahs. And that is, kol... Base Yisrael. The Rambam says, and Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says, this is a proof to what he's saying. Now, from the very fact that the Rambam uses the Lashon, call base Yisrael, everyone, that also includes women and children. So it's a mitzvah that normally, a woman and children, at least if it's a mitzvah, for short children, will not be chayiv in, but over here, they are chayiv in it. And that means to tell us that it's a very, very important mitzvah. It's perhaps not like any of the other mitzvahs that we have, which depend on how old you are, depend on, you know, male or female. Here it's for everyone. This is for Gantz Klalisol. This is all-encompassing for everyone. There isn't a person that's Jewish that doesn't have this mitzvah. That means we're dealing with something very, very harsh. In fact, the Ramban, the Ramban writes that if you want to know what is the most serious Avera that you can do, what is it? Top 10. Number one on the list. What is the top 10 First and foremost, worst possible Aveira. This is it. Chilol Hashem. It's a shayla even when you get a kapora. If you want to do tshuva for Chilol Hashem. Exactly when does it normally work, right? Normally if you do tshuva this morning on an Aveira you just did. So you have tshuva. Beautiful. Chilol Hashem doesn't work that way. Because there's something very special and unique by the mitzvah in this week's parasha. And that is, it's almost a double-edged sword. You know, you could do one action. That will sometimes be a Kiddush Hashem. And sometimes a chil Hashem. And the truth is that all of us are faced with this question, as I said, every day. Because we don't live in our bedrooms. We don't live, even though as much as we'd wish to, in the Bismedrash. 
We live in a world. We have to go out into the street. We go on buses, taxis. We go in workplaces. We go in offices. We go in stores. We go in schools. We go in restaurants. Wherever you go, you have two choices. You can make a Kiddush Hashem, or you can make a Chil Hashem. And as the Ramban says, this is the worst type of variant. You know why? There's a Gemurin Chagiga. The Gemurin Chagiga explains, why is it such a bad mitzvah? What's that? Okay, Yechel Hashem. No, no. So you didn't do the right thing. You pushed in line. Or you did something. You shouted and you said that, whatever. Says the Gemurin Chagiga. Do you know what it means to make a Chil Hashem? Do you know what you're doing? And he explains it. Unbelievable. The Gemurin says that a person that does an Avera in private... Why does a person do an Aveira in private? Never anyone else knowing. Nobody wants everyone else knowing about their Aveiras. Someone's going to see me. That's very embarrassing. Ah, the Rabbi Nishalaylam. That means, says the Gemara, when a person does an Aveira in private, what is he essentially doing? Kaviyachal, we can't say the words, but I'm going to say it for the sake of clarity. You're taking the Shechina Kaviyachal and pushing it out the window. Ah! Where's the Rabbi Nishalaylam? Oh, that's terrible. It's the worst Avera. That encompasses everything. There cannot be a worst Avera. Says the Gemara, every person that does an Avera in private, because he's scared that people will see and know about what he just did. So you're taking the Shechina out. That's the worst Avera. Rabbi Sain, it's very serious. We have to understand what this is. A person has to be the, 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 uh, the very first Be'alocha, right? In Arachim, beginning of Simon Aleph. Ah, who doesn't know that? Should we see Hashem in the What does that mean? That means that a person has a tzivoy, right? It's a mitzvah. Every moment, the Rebunshim is in front of me. And if you live that way, then you live a different life. But if a person says, eh, we'll do an Avera now, we'll speak Lashonara, we'll look at that, we'll hear that, we'll say, whatever. So then, then should we see Hashem, there's, there's nothing there. Hashem's not in front of you. That's why the Ramban is explaining it's such a bad Avera. Chaim Belozhin, when he talks about this Issa, he talks about this Avera, Chil Hashem. He says, he asks the question, why is it called Chilol? What's the Loshon? Chilol Hashem. What is that Loshon? Kiddush Hashem, we understand. To sanctify Hashem. Right? Make holy. But what's the Loshon? Chilol Hashem. Which is the opposite of Kiddush Hashem. And Rebchaim Loshon says, where does Chilol Hashem come from? It comes from the Loshon of Chalal. Emptiness. Emptiness. And Rebchaim Loshon explains that when a person makes a Chilol Hashem, he creates a void in the world. He creates, he creates like empty space and he explains it to mean that a person creates a situation that is no Hashem. That's why it's such a bad Aveira. It's not the Pshat that you were a naughty boy, you didn't do the right thing, you made a Chil Hashem. Pshat is, says Rabbi there's a Chil, there's a hole, there's an emptiness that you don't believe the Rabbi Shalom is here. You can't get anything worse than that. That's what a Chil Hashem is. Now many of us will say, ah, that's not my Kavana. doesn't make a difference. That's what's happening. That's the Metzias. That's what's going on. The Chavetz Chaim writes in Mitzvah when he talks about in Sefer Mitzvahs, the Chavetz Chaim's got a beautiful Sefer, Sefer Mitzvahs. And the Mitzvahs say, hey, he talks about making a Kiddush Hashem and the opposite Chas Shalom of Achil Hashem. He says, a person has to realize we are an officer of the Rabbi Shalom. Every time you walk on that street, you are an officer of Hashem. And you'll say, but it's okay. I'm not wearing a white shirt. So nobody knows. They know. They see it on the nose. Don't worry. They, they figure it out. They know you're Jewish. You can't get away from it, right? We all know the famous story. I think it was Rabbi Pesach Quinn said over the story. Now, I think it even happened. I'm not even sure if it happened to him or somebody else. Somebody was in Germany. In business. And uh, he was staying in a hotel. He's like, I, I don't want them to recognize me. That would be a disaster, right? So he doesn't want to wear his yarmulke. 
a cap, a cap, he's wearing his business suit, whatever, and he's sitting, sitting in the lobby of the hotel, in this middle of Germany, middle of like, no shaykhas, the Yiddish guy, yeah? Sitting there reading a Goetia newspaper, starting the news, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, it's one of these fancy places where they have like a pianist in the corner playing soft classical music. So, then all of a sudden, he is, he picks up, well, hold on a second, I recognize that song, Hava Nagila. One second, what? Huh? Middle of Germany, uh, Israeli, what? So he puts down the newspaper, he looks at the pianist, the guy's pointing at him! This one's for you! He's like, what? How do you know, who's, how do you know who I am? They know you're Jewish. Says the Chobetz Chaim, when you walk on the street, they know you're Jewish. I don't care what you wear, what you look like, they know you're Jewish. And therefore you, said the Chobetz Chaim, are an officer of the Rabbi Shalom. You can make a good opinion, good impression, or a bad impression. I'm making a bad impression, Hashem Yerachim. It's very, very terrible. You know, they always say the marshal of a story of a guy that comes to Shemaim after 120 years of being in this world. And, you know, they're starting to weigh everything up. You know, the scales, the guy's starting to sweat. He sees that, like, it's getting a bit equal. Another vera goes down. Another mitzvah goes that way. He's like, no, where are my mitzvahs? Where are all my brochas I made with kavona? Where's the bircha samozen that I said with kavona? Where's the negel vasa, the tzitzis, the tzitzis, the tzfilin, the chesed? Where are all those mitzvahs? Why didn't I chaperain? And oh, it's getting scared, right? It's getting scary. All of a sudden, comes this huge English red double-decker bus. And it puts itself on one side of the mitzvahs of the scale. And boom! Everything goes down. Massive bus full of people. Men, women, and children. And he's like, huh? What's that bus doing over there? I don't, I don't recognize the bus. I never, I never went to England. I, I don't know what bus is. I never went to England. I never did a mitzvah on a bus. What is this? And they say, no, I want to tell you what happened. You're in the Kaisal. Right, you went out to Shaw, you went to the Kaisal, and you were davening mincha. Oh, were you davening mincha? You weren't just davening, saying the words. You were talking to Hashem. And somebody next to you was having a bit of a bad day. He looked at you and he says, wow, look at this yid. He's talk- he has a relationship with Hashem, he's talking to Hashem. I want to do that. See, his mincha became a different mincha. It became a whole different mincha. And not only did it become a different mincha, when he davened Marev that night, so the mincha turned into a beautiful Marev which turned into a beautiful Krishmala Mitta, which turned into a beautiful, you know, Moidani in the morning, Shachmas. And all of a sudden, this guy turned himself around. And not only that, it changed who he married. He married a different type of woman. He had different children. He brought up a different household. He had grandchildren that were different. This is that bus. This is the bus of all the people that you affected from one mincha at the Kaisal. That was it. And you didn't even think anyone was looking at you. Right, you were hoping someone was looking at you, right? That's how it goes, right? But he didn't think anybody was looking at him. And, and look what it did. Unbelievable thing. I want to tell you a, modic, a, a riot to this. There's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Lamedes. Where the Gemara talks about the Malachi Ashores come to the Rabbi Nishalaylam. The Malachi Ashores come to the Rabbi Nishalaylam and say, Rabbi Nishalaylam, it's Rosh Hashanah. Why is Kali Sol not saying hello? Why can't Kali Sol get up and start singing hello? Hello to the Rabbi Nishlaylam and Rosh Hashanah, what a beautiful thing to do. What does the Rabbi Nishlaylam answer to the Malachi Ashavis? Rabbi Nishlaylam answers, no, absolutely not. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was sitting on the Kisei Sheldin, doing din, judgment. What's going to be with each person? And the Sifrei Chaim, the Sifrei Moves, Psuch in the open. The Rabbi Nishlaylam has the open books of the Sifrei Chaim and the Sifrei Moves. No, this is not the time to say hello. This is not the right time to say hello on Rosh Hashanah. That's what the Gemara says, and that's how we pass him. We don't say hello on Rosh Hashanah for other reasons also. Let me ask you a question. You ever thought about this? What does it mean, Sifri Moves? 
I understand Sefer Chaim. I understand that the people who are alive, they need to have a book. The Rabbani Shem has to see. Ah, hmm. Should we keep him? All right, we'll keep him. Next. Okay, this I understand. Sifrei Moves. Why the dead people having... What, what's the that the dead people? You want to say maybe it means the people who are going to die? They're being judged? So maybe it's the people who are dead already. So if it's the people who are dead already, why do they need a book open? So I had a beautiful answer many years ago. And the answer was very, very simple, but very, very, very powerful. That the book is taka of people who already left this world. Sifrei Mason. They're not here anymore. They left the world. But every year, the Yerushalayim opens up the book and sees what repercussions did they leave in this world? What did they do while they were alive that is still being affected now? So yes, right now they're in Olam Ha'emes, they're in Shemayim. However, they're getting schar every year for everything that they have done while they're on this world. That means when you're here, Rabbi Sai, every single action, every Torah, every mitzvah, every chesed, whatever you do, is recorded not only when you're alive, but can have repercussions for generations and generations and generations to come. And that is the most incredible, incredible thing. And that's what we have to understand this mitzvah is all about. A famous story of a guy in Eretz Yisrael, his daughter got engaged. And he talks to his rov and he says, you know, how am I going to do this? I can't make a wedding. I can't afford an apartment. There's no way I can do this. I can barely put food on my table. How am I going to make a wedding for my daughter? He says, listen, I have a few contacts in Miami. I'll give you my contacts with pleasure. Go to Miami. Maybe from there you'll go to New York. Maybe from there you'll go to other places. You'll make some money. I'll give you a piece of paper to say that I know you, I recognize you. Go to America. She says, I've never done this before, but why not? So he goes to Miami. And he starts going from door to door, goes from shul to shul. And they give him money. And he made a nice sum of money. He came out from Miami with a beautiful sum of money. And somebody told him to go to another place, and maybe in New York. Go there, a few other places, addresses you can go to, you'll make some more money. So, so it's no problem. He has a car, he rent a car. And he drives. And he was caught by the cops for speeding. They stopped him for speeding. And uh, when they stopped him, they asked him for his registration, they asked him for, you know, his insurance, whatever, his ID. So he managed to be, everything was legal, he managed to pull it out, no problem. They said, listen, we have to give you a summons to court. We can't give you a fine on the spot. I don't know why, but uh, we have to come to court. So he says, okay, when is that? Uh, the next one is going to be ready in two weeks. He's like, well, I'm leaving the country in about two, two three days. There's no way I'm going to make it. He's like, oh, okay. We'll arrange a court right now. Come with us right now. We'll arrange a court case. No problem. Fine. So he goes there. Stands in front of the judge. A small little court case. Nothing big. They pass him in court. He has to pay $175 because of the fine of speeding. He says, oh, fine. No. Comedy your mind. He takes out the money that he just made. Yeah, that's part of the expenses. What can he do? And he t- starts counting $175. And he gives it to whoever he has to give it to. The judge is like, hold on a minute. Where's all that money from? He puts out uh, a zawad of cash. Uh, a zawad of cash. Now you have to remember that the road that he went on, the road that he was driving on, was known to be a road for drug dealing. It was known to be that all the drug dealers are stopping over there. All the drug deals happen over there. This guy was caught on that road. And there's a wad of cash this big. And the judge says, excuse me, sir, where'd you get that cash from? He says, oh, this. Oh, this I collected from people. <laughs> okay, that, that's cute. That's very nice. Where did you get that money from? So he says, well, listen, I'm from Israel. I have a daughter that got engaged and I need to make a wedding. So I came in to get money. He said, are you crazy? You think you want me to believe that? That you're, you live in Israel. You've never been to America in your life. You're coming to people to collect money. And this is what you got? He said, of course. He said, do these people know? He's like, no, not at all. And they gave you this money. He says, absolutely. The judge walked away completely blown away that this is Yidden. This is what Yidden do. 
I'll tell you another moment to as well. This is a true story. This is a true story. I heard this a number of years ago. Probably don't remember all the details, but to get the idea, you get the idea. And this will end with this, and this is the Yusuf. There was a Kolo guy from Lakewood that came to Etzisrael for a few days. Chizik in Etzisrael. He scratched somebody's car. It happens. It was reverse parking, whatever. He scratched somebody else's car. So El doesn't just drive away. So he took a piece of paper. He took his details. This is the hotel that I'm staying. I'm only here for a few more days until I go back to America. These are my name and number. This is my number in America in case you don't get to me until then. Please come and see me. I would like to pay you for what I did to your car. And he puts it on the car that he scratched. And he goes to his, does whatever he needs to do and goes back to his hotel. About an hour after he gets into his hotel, the, the, you know, the, the, there's a knock on the door. So he opens the door. He opens the door. He sees a secular guy there with a camera. Click. He's like, whoa, what do you think of picture? He says, I needed to see that someone like this exists in the world. He's like, what are you talking about? He said, you scratched my car. Not a, a little scratch, not even like some huge thing. A little thing. And you wrote your name and number you wanted to pay me. I didn't believe such a person, a human being, can exist in this world. And I wanted to take a picture to remind myself that such a human being still exists. The story actually, by the way, is fast-forwarded four years. The guys, they, 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 uh, they you know, got connected with each other and they swapped each other's details. The guy called him four and a half years later and told him, by the way, I just wanted to know, I became religious. And you were my first step. Because when I saw what you did, the decency that you had, the Kiddush Hashem that you made, is something that stuck with me forever. If this is what a from Jew can do, this is who I want to be. Rabbi Sai, the Nikdashti B'Soyk B'nei Yisrael, the Rambam says, Kol Beis Yisrael. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, this is the only mitzvah in the Torah that applies to Gantz Kali Yisrael. Because it's a mitzvah that is so important. When we walk on the street, we have to be aware of this. We are officers of the Rabbani Shalom. We represent the Rabbani Shalom. And let's represent the Rabbani Shalom in a beautiful way. We should be zoicha. That whatever we do, wherever we go, we make a Kiddush Hashem. Have a wonderful day.